This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time World Cup edition. And on this show, we're going to be taking a look forward to Group E. Two big hitters when it comes to this particular section in the shape of Spain and Germany. And two big hitters in the studio as well to pick the bones out of the very best bets when it comes to Group E. Alan Feely is alongside me, our Spanish footballer expert. And so we've also got George Gamble in the studio as well who takes care of everything Bundesliga. So there could be some difference of opinions here. Alan, going to kick off with you here. Uh, Spain are the favourites. Uh, minus 1-1-2 to win the group. They deserve to be favourites to come out of this section as group winners. I think so. I think that between the boxes, you're talking about probably the best team in world football, in terms of international football. Um, the issue lies in both boxes, if that makes sense. Defensively, there are frailties there. There's not a settled back four, for instance. The goalkeeper isn't as experienced or as of high quality as normally has been the case in Spanish football history. Um, and there's also a lack of you know, genuine goal scorers in the side. So while the midfield is very dominant and very intelligent and very creative, and while there are interesting kind of wild, wild attackers in both senses, um, Spain aren't quite the heavyweights of years gone by. But... In this group, looking at the other teams and the stages and their development where they are, I think that it makes sense for them to be favourites. I mean, minus 1-1-2 is uh, quite short odds, obviously. Um, Germany at plus 1-15 is long for their standards, but I think that given where each side are in their development and their kind of process of um, becoming the best version of themselves, I think that it makes sense. Uh, George, obviously, uh, Germany are the short price second favourites, if you like, here, because Japan and Costa Rica are very big to win the group and get out of the section. But to a certain extent, a, a Germany coming into this World Cup under the radar a little bit here. No one's really talking about them as potential World Cup winners, for example. I think a lot of weight is placed on the fact, for example, this is going to be Germany's first World Cup and uh, a new manager that isn't, well, a manager that isn't whacking low since 2006. Hansi Flick's obviously in charge, so it's his first time in a, you know, these big major World Cups. And so I think some weight has been placed on that slightly. And also, when you look at the squads, for me, there's a nice mix of, of youth and experience. But I would say Germany are far more efficient and far more far stronger going forward than they are, say, at the back. Um, so there's a few question marks defensively. Um, so I was personally very surprised to see Germany actually, you know, odds against uh, to finish top of this group. Obviously, we'll talk about it more as we go on. But I, f I believe with Spain personally, I don't necessarily feel they're as strong going forward. And they could struggle. I think they'll grow into the tournament. But I think Germany are, are better placed kind of hit the ground running in this tournament. 
Let's talk about Spain first of all then. Um, they are group favourites here. They managed to qualify uh, via topping Group B of European qualifying. Obviously, um, Luis Enrique is in charge. I mean, in terms of the style of play, Alan, is it the same type of play that we saw you know, almost a generation ago when they were winning World Cup finals and European championships? Or have they developed? Are they different now? It's slightly different. I mean, the 4-3-3 is the same. And to the naked eye, you would say it's very similar to those teams in 2010 and 2012 and 2008 that, um, that did so well, obviously, for that six-year period or four-year period, should I say. But the difference with Luis Enrique's football, and it was also evident at Barcelona in 2015 when they won the treble, the last time Barcelona won the European Cup, it's much more vertical and more direct than previous iterations of Barcelona or Spain were. So Guardiola's Barcelona was more about control, whereas Luis Enrique's Bar uh, Barcelona and his Spain team are more about getting the ball forward a bit more quickly. And that's kind of negated in a, to an extent by the fact that they don't have world-class strikers or world-class forwards that kind of you know, finish off moves or provide the final ball. But I think that um, you know, the style fundamentally is pretty similar in many ways. Um, George, as far as you're concerned with, with Spain here, I mean, we look at the forward line and it could be Morata playing up front. I think there's a slight question mark maybe with his fitness, but maybe they haven't got that striker or that real quality up front that they've had previously. Yeah, completely. They don't have, a, for example, a David Villa, someone who's going to be a prolific goal scorer, someone who they can rely on to be in that area and get the goals. And for me, I've, I've never been too much of a fan of Alvaro Morata. I feel like a lot of the time he's offside when he is, uh, in terms of when he scores goals. Um, so for me, I think Ferran Torres and Ansu Fati need to have really, really big tournaments to kind of help see Spain through. Um, so there's just there's quite a few question marks for me. I, mean, I watched uh, Ferran Torres, obviously, for, for Manchester City, um, and he didn't get a lot of chances. And, you know, he is a good finisher. And obviously going to, I think, a lot of the Barcelona fans are slightly mixed in terms of how they feel about Ferran Torres. But either way, you know, they're very young players. A lot of weight is being put on their shoulders because they need to have big tournaments. If they're to score the goals, it's going to see them go deep into the tournament. Lost in the semi-finals of the European Championships, beaten in the Nations League final as well. Is there, is there a little bit of a question mark about mentality with Spain here as well? Yeah, I think there is. I think that footballistically, Spain were probably the best team in the European Championships last summer. I think they dominated games. Obviously, there were some hairy moments in the beginning of the campaign. I mean, I was based in Seville, so I was at a lot of the games in La Cartuja. And I saw firsthand how kind of anxious and nervous a lot of the fans got about the way they were playing and the way they weren't taking charge of games. But towards the back end of the competition, I mean, they outplayed Italy, in my opinion, even though they did lose. And I think that if they got into that final and played England, they would have won as well because they just have that quality in midfield and at that point of the tournament in attack as well to do that. Um, but there is definitely question marks for the fact that they're just coming up short. Like I'm a big believer that in football, it's an art to win games. It's not a linear process where you develop bit by bit and eventually you get to a point where you win. Football doesn't work like that. Um, you need to have players and characters who can dig in and win a game when the going is tough, turn a draw into a victory or a defeat into a draw in those finite moments. And Spain don't really have those characters in this team. Their captain is Sergio Busquets, who's quite a kind of calm and tranquil character, which is a good thing, but there's no Sergio Ramos, there's no Carlos Puyol, there's no kind of, you know, stereotypical leader of a team who can carry the young players forward because you have the likes of Pedri and Gavi who are two key players for this team. Um, but it's too much to expect them at 19 and 18 years old, respectively, to kind of lead a team through a World Cup, something as high pressure as that. When you're representing a nation as 
expectant and as big and as footballistingly um, culturally rich as Spain. So I think that there's definitely a question mark over mentality. It's yet to be proven. It won't be proven until they win the competition. Um, and the lack of a leader, for me, is the big sticking point in this team. I think that Sergio Ramos should have gone. He was left out of the squad, Luis Enrique released this morning. Um, but I think without him, you don't have that um, leader or that kind of almost arrogant player who's going to puff his chest out and lead the team, if that makes sense. Um, let's move on to Germany. Obviously, the last time that Germany played Spain, and this is a straight shootout for, for top spot uh, in the group, and the odds imply that as well. But obviously, Spain hammered Germany. Uh, in the Nations League, George. I mean, is, is there still scar tissue there from a, from a German point of view? And do you think that's one of the reasons that, that Spain are favourites to win this group? Uh, potentially, but for me, I feel as though Germany have been in a little bit of a transition. You know, the past few years, they've, they've not been at their best. I know, obviously, the fantastic result against Italy. And I think that game showed the signs of what Hansi Flick is trying to implement onto this German national team. And I, I mentioned before, I think they've got such a good balance and mix of youth and experience, you've got the you know the likes of a Gundogan or a Kimmich, but it's the way for me as well. Obviously, Bayern Munich, the, the top side in Germany, a, a lot of representatives from them in this squad that have all played together. They know how to play with one another, and I just feel Germany more efficient. And for me, first personally, I feel as though they've got better balance. So I don't necessarily think there'll be scars from previous. I think they'll come into this fresh with a completely fresh mindset, believing they can do well. Um, and who knows? For me, I think maybe they'll uh, they'll defy being second favourites. No Timo Werner obviously is going to miss the World Cup finals, isn't he? Now, whatever you think about Timo Werner from a club point of view, he always seem to score goals for the national side. Does that mean that Kai Havertz is going to play as a central striker? Uh, potentially, but the thing with Germany, they've got so many different options um, in different areas. And obviously, they're bringing a Nicholas Fulkrug with him as well. And he's been fantastic this season for Werder Bremen. I mean, it offers them a different kind of play style. We're so used to seeing that kind of a fluidity with Germany going forward, but now they do have a traditional target man, if you like. So they can mix it up depending on their opponents and what they feel they need. Um, yeah, Timo Werner will be a big miss because personally, I feel like he had a rough time at Chelsea. Sometimes things, you know, things just don't work for you at a certain place. You don't become a bad player overnight. And we've already seen he's got back to Leipzig and he's been fantastic. So he will be a big miss. But I think Germany have an, an array of different talents and an array of different styles as well, which could come in handy throughout this tournament. As George points out, it, it's Hansi Flick in charge now, but, but I think he was with the backroom staff, wasn't he, with, with Yogi Love in previous mm. World Cups. I mean, th this is Germany, Alan. They are going to play well in World Cup finals. They nearly always do. Yeah, and that's the thing that I would always caution when people are writing them off or betting against them in a major tournament because they do have that ability to pull performances not out of nowhere, but out of places where you wouldn't expect them to come from uh, fundamentally. And I think that even though Hansi Flick was with um, Yogi Lowe was backroom staff. I think that when you're the top dog, when you're in charge, the captain of the ship, it's a very different ballgame. And I think that Hansi Flick is a character who, like Luis Enrique, is kind of implementing a club philosophy at national team level, where they build a cohesive unit that's a nice mixture of kind of experience and youth. And that's what this Germany team are. And, you know, obviously, you know, the likes of uh, Jamal Musiala coming in to kind of complement, you know, Manuel Neuer and the kind of Thomas Muller and Joshua Kimmich, players who've been around for years and years. So it's nice, a nice balance. And I think also, like uh, George is uh, hinting at, I think that if you look at Germany's qualification record and the way they generally perform major tournaments, it's normally when they have a strong Bayern Munich core and when they're aligned with Bayern in terms of, you know, the majority of the team are made up of Bayern players, that's when they generally have the most success. And this German national team is definitely very Bayern-influenced. My one issue for them and when I'm looking at them as a, you know, second favourites or, you know, even looking at them deeper in the competition to win the competition, 
is that they remind me a bit of Spain in the last World Cup, where they have a generation of golden players um, and a generation of younger players uh, kind of coming together, and that middle generation haven't quite yet assumed control of the team. So in Spain's case, it was David De Gea, Thiago Alcantara, Isco, this middle generation of players between the 2008-2012 cycle and this modern cycle. And in Germany, I think that they're just one tournament behind in that development scale, if that makes sense. So I think that I wouldn't expect Germany to win the tournament this season, or this summer, or this winter, should I say. Um, but I think that... Um, Thanks for getting used to it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'll be used to it. But I think that this is a team that's going in the right direction. Um, just one more, one more on Germany. I, I looked at some of the Nations League form, uh, George, and it was pretty poor. But then when you look back at previous Nations Leagues with Germany, I think it's a tournament that they're not too... Con- concerned about but they're forming the, the last couple of major championships hasn't been good but just one more on Germany we did uh, a show when it came to um, uh, prop bets and there's so many on the bet rivers website we didn't mention Germany players and I'm looking down at uh, expected start at 11 here and I'm seeing Sani and Gnabry here they click they could easily rack up some assists they're too fantastic they are fantastic they really are and they're they're very worrying when you're playing against them I mean Watching Leo Asana, even when he was at Man City, when he was at Schalke, you know, he's just had an upward trajectory. And when he first joined Bayern, he went through a bit of a tricky period, but he's slowly coming back to his best now. And I think he's coming into his best at just the right time for this World Cup. And then obviously you've got Serge Gnabry on, on the other flank as well. And you're right, they could easily rack up loads of assists. But the key with them, they can also chip in with goals as well. They're fantastic finishers, so that they've got it all. And yeah, they could have big tournaments. Uh, so the top two we know, um, it will be Spain-Germany or Germany-Spain. And so we'll get the boys' definitive pick at the end. But there are two other nations, of course, in the section in the shape of Japan and Costa Rica. And we've always got prices available for teams to do badly, whether it's how many points they're going to get or where they're going to finish in the group. Because if we, once again, look at the prices, you can see that uh, Japan to finish last are plus 145 and Costa Rica to finish bottom of the section are plus 182. Um, uh, George, let's get your thoughts on, on Japan first and foremost. I'm not quite sure what to make of them there. FIFA ranked 24. They're plus 1,100 uh, to win uh, the group. They do tend to qualify for World Cup finals, but they generally don't go deep into the tournament, do they? No, that's right. And, and I think they're definitely punching above their weight here. I, I really do. But the thing with Japan is you know, they play some good football. They want to play proper football. Um, Unfortunately, I think that could be their downfall in this group. I think they can be easily, if they come out and play against the likes of Germany or Spain, they'll get picked off. And my worry for them is, you know, holding on to leads and having that belief within themselves. We've seen it quite often with Japan, you know, they'll, they'll take a lead, but they can't see out a game. And then in competitions like this, if you want to go deep, if, you, if they even want to qualify somehow ahead of Spain or Germany, they need to be confident that they can hold on to those leads. And I just don't see them doing that. Um, I, I just don't. Personally, one of my other picks I was really tempted by was Japan to actually finish last in the group. I've swerved another way, but I, I don't think they're going to have a good time of it in this group. Um, your thoughts on Japan, Alan? Have they got any sort of hope at all of getting out of the group? I think no. I think the battle is on whether who's going to finish last, them or Costa Rica. And there's interesting arguments for both. I think we'll talk about Costa Rica a bit more a bit later, maybe. But for Japan, I agree with George's assessment. They play good football, attractive football. Um, but I don't necessarily think that they get picked off by Spain if they are to play them at their own game, if that makes sense. Because Spain have historically had an issue putting away teams who are middleweights or lower weights and this kind of thing. They're normally better against you know, teams who are of their level or who are even better than them in terms of that's how they approach games in a more effective manner because they have trouble scoring goals. 
So for Japan, I think, you know, they have some interesting players. You know, Minamino obviously is, uh, is doing very well for them, even though he's not had a great season with Monaco so far since joining from Liverpool. Um, you know, Takefusa Kubo, who's uh, currently doing really well in La Liga and Real Sociedad after a couple of dip point, disappointing seasons. Um, you know, Takehiri Tomiyasu at Arsenal is a very good player as well, playing a centre-back for them rather than the right-back or left-back he's been playing for Arsenal. Um, so they have players, they have calibre, they have talent, um, they have a nice playing style. I think they're too sallow and too weak to do anything major in the group, but I think they do have enough about themselves from a technical standpoint to outdo Costa Rica and finish above them. So if I was a better, I would bet for uh, Japan to finish above them. So Japan to finish third. Costa Rica, we think, are going to finish uh, fourth. They're plus 7,000 to uh, win the group, plus 1,500 uh, to make it out of the group. They had to get to, uh, they had to beat New Zealand via a playoff, uh, George, to make the World Cup finals. We're not giving them uh, too much um, uh, hope of getting the better of either Spain or Germany here. I mean, when I look at some of the squad and you think, well, there's one or two that I remember from previous World Cup finals. Obviously, Kelly Navas is, is still there. He's got over 100 caps. Joel, Camp Joel Campbell's got over 100 caps as well. Brian Ruiz as well. It seems to be more of the old guard, but I don't give him too much hope. No, I, I don't either. And as you mentioned, obviously, there's a lot of the old guard there, the, the, the names you just mentioned. Um, but the thing with Costa Rica is, you know, what's that old saying? Attack wins you games, defence wins you titles. And Costa Rica defending uh, exemplary. They really are. They're very organised. They're just not very good going forward. But for me, I just kind of wonder if they'll be able to frustrate teams. You mentioned, obviously, with, with Spain, they struggle to break down those, those kind of sides. And we've seen with Costa Rica before, they defy the odds at times. They really do. And I personally think their play style, whilst it's completely negative, not necessarily easy on the eye, they could potentially perform better in this group. And I think they've got it within them possibly to finish above Japan. Um, but that's, like I said, for me, one of my picks was potentially just based on a value perspective, the price on Japan to finish bottom, which could very likely happen, um, was much more appealing than, than, for me, Costa Rica to finish bottom. Is, well, I think they can cause a surprise and frustrate quite a few of these teams. Eight clean sheets in qualifying, incidentally, for Costa Rica. Might be one of those teams when you're looking at both teams to score it. So no, or certainly unders when it comes to those group stage games. You like Costa Rica to finish bottom. I think so. I, I agree with George. I think that they're well set up to do well in this group in many ways. They're, they play with a low block. They're quite defensive. They're quite you know, cynical sometimes the way they approach games. And that's an approach that I think could help them when they're playing Spain, when they're playing Japan, who have problems scoring goals, to be brutally honest with you. I think that makes sense in terms of, you know, why you want to bet them to maybe not finish bottom and finish third. But I think that their key man, the guy who basically the coach himself said that if it wasn't for this player, we would not be at the World Cup. We wouldn't have won the playoff against New Zealand. It's Keylor Navas. And he hasn't played a single minute of football for PSG this season. Not a single minute. Is that a problem for a keeper? I, I think it is. I think for someone of his age, I think it is. When you're towards the lower end of your 30s, I think it's, it's not a huge issue because he's a world-class goalkeeper. Obviously, he was superb in 2014 in, uh, in Brazil when they got to the last 16. I wasn't even the quarterfinal, sorry. Um, but I think that this season and um, this winter... It's just a step too far for this Costa Rican team. You mentioned Brian Ruiz. You know, Brian Oviedo was there as well. Premier League alumni with Fulham and Everton and Sunderland, respectively. Um, Keylor Navas is still there as well. Uh, so, you know, they do have pedigree. They have some good young players too. But I think that it's just a step too far quality-wise. And that was kind of evidenced by the fact that they've struggled in CONCACAF, which is an underrated division, in my opinion. I just think that they don't have what it takes um, in terms of quality, in terms of uh, form, to really cause an upset this, this winter, even though they do have a chance. 
yeah, quarter-finalist in 2014. Kelly Namis as well. If you dig down at some expected goals against figures, Alan is exactly right. It's such a high figure, or they should be conceding so many more goals than they actually do, and that is down to the keeper. But yeah, hasn't played a minute for Paris Saint-Germain this season. Uh, right, let's just uh, recap the selections uh, of the boys for you. We've sort of talked our way around them over the course of the show. Alan likes Spain to win the group, minus 1-1-2. George... Likes Germany to win the group, uh, plus 115. Costa Rica to finish bottom for Alan, uh, minus 182. And Germany to score the most goals in the group here for George. We haven't really touched on that one, plus 125. It basically means, George, that they've got to outscore Spain, obviously. Absolutely. And as we've mentioned quite a few times already, I just feel that Spain don't have that, that end product. They've got brilliant build-up play, but they just need to find someone reliable enough to put the goals away. And, I just personally felt that Germany were, were far better placed to go and, you know, they can potentially go and score two or three goals in a game. Whereas I feel at the moment with Spain, Spain take a while to grow into tournaments for me. Um, whereas I think, as I said, Germany are a much better place to hit the ground running uh, and score a few goals. So for me, at plus 125, that, that definitely posed a lot of value for me. I thought that'd be closer to plus 100. And just to put you on the spot here, you two, because we've got our German and Spanish experts in the studio here. We haven't got them for the... Uh, for the outrights, so I don't think we've have you got you for the outrights? I can't remember if we have or not. The top scorers. The top scorers, we've got these two boys. So for the outrights, so Spain and Germany, when it comes to will they win the World Cup, do you think they're valued to win the World Cup? Spain, first of all, Spain going to win the World Cup? In a word, no. <laughs> I, think they, they, I think they're going to go deep in the competition. I think that Luis Enrique has built a very interesting group, a good team. And they have all what it, they have exactly what it takes to go far in the competition. I think they'll be one of the most difficult teams to play against, difficult teams to beat. But when it comes to picking a winner for the outright World Cup, I can't see beyond Brazil and Argentina. I'm backing the latter. I think Argentina are going to win this competition, um, and Brazil are also in with a huge shout, in my opinion. So while I think Spain can make it to the semi-finals for sure, I just can't see them coming up and beating either Brazil or Argentina when the chips fall. Dutch, Germany, yes, no, well, probably I've, not. I've just spent 20 minutes bigging them up, but I'm going to go with no. <laughs> um, no, I think the quarterfinals would, would be good for them. As I mentioned, there's a, a very nice blend of youth and experience there. You've got the likes of Yusuf Abakoko, you know, very young. Um, and they are in transition under Hansi Flick. I don't think, I think this has come too soon. You mentioned it earlier, you know, you think this com uh, competition's come just slightly too soon for Germany. Uh, and I tend to agree. So I think if they can get to the quarterfinals, I think that would be seen as a, a good bit of progress for them. And if Makoko comes on, he'd be the youngest player to ever play yeah. for Germany at the World Cup. Really Sorry, talented the, the guy, Dortmund, 17 years old. Dortmund kid, isn't yeah, he's yeah. no caps, no caps. 17 years old. Phenomenal. Oh, good. I know he's got a lot of goals in for the junior sides. Mm. He's not quite had the sort of impact that Haaland had, I don't think, when he first came on the scene. <laughs> but obviously, that's a pretty harsh measure. Well, it is, yeah. But that's the, the, listen, that's the Dortmund metric, isn't it, these yeah. days? You've got to score goals. Uh, George Allen, many thanks for popping into the studio, taking up forward to that group. It's going to be fascinating to find out which of Spain or Germany uh, we'll go through as group, uh, group winners from a betting point of view. Our uh, opinion is split here with uh, Alan liking Spain and George going uh, for Germany. And for stage of elimination prices, incidentally, they are available on the Bet Rivers website uh, as well. And the boys just discussing how far they thought that both of those two nations could go. That wraps it up for this section. Make sure you stay across all of our content via the Bet Rivers YouTube channel. You can download all of the shows. Uh, via podcasts as well and stay across our content at Because We Win on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.